When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 187. My name's Turner Sparks. And I'm Captain America. You can find me at Turner Sparks on Instagram. You can find Kaplan at Captain America. Oh, that's Michael Kaplan. Captain America on Instagram. Also, this show is on Instagram. We're at Lost in America pod. On the show today, we have the commissioner of comedy, Kaplan. A one- Adam Silver? No, the, that's the commissioner of basketball. We got uh, James Mattern, the Sin City Cobra, better. Mad Dog Mattern, on the show. <laughs> so excited to have him. This guy's one of the best comedians in New York City. He's. Uh, I met him. We were on a show, booked on a show together to go to Connecticut to Joe Garrick's club, maybe a year ago, I want to say. Mm. And we spent the entire trip up and back, talking basketball, listening to a little Willie Nelson. We had a great time. We've been friends ever since. Come to find out, he's been in New York, I think like 20 years in New York City. He's one of the best hosts in the city. And now he started this Commissioner of Comedy podcast where he lays out the rules every single week on different aspects. Like if you're a host, what are the rules of comedy? What does the commission say? If you're in the green room, what are the rules of being in a green room if you're a comedian? So what you can ask him about say? the podcast? Does he have rules on podcasting? As well, we're going to ask. Or? I have a number yeah. of commissioner questions I want him right. to decide on. But also, he's currently in Las Vegas, Nevada, where he's from. That's why they call him the Sin City Cobra. And uh, <laughs> he's back there. But he's doing live stand-up. The, the, I don't know if the casinos, the clubs and the casinos are open or these are bars. But either way, he's doing comedy in front of people indoors, from what I know. So I want to know mm, what that's about. Sounds like a great idea. But before all that, Cap... <laughs> We have yeah. some announcements. We have 50. First of all, we just got our 50th Patreon subscriber. So ding, 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 baby. We're up to 50. How about that? It's about time. I'm very, I've been very disappointed in the audience for a long time. And for one day only, I'm going to say I'm not disappointing you guys. Thank you. 50. It's a good Thank number. Thank you. We got to 50. We are now, we said when we get to $400 a month, 400, that's not a lot. We'll essentially blow the whole thing on a once a year party <laughs> in New York City. For all of our Patreon subscribers, only Patreon. So that includes Blue Shirt. No, it doesn't include Blue Shirt. It no, includes he's Weber. Not a it includes it, Weber. It doesn't include it, our lawyer. It includes Blue Myrna Shirt. Sparks. It includes my, my mother, mom. Myrna Sparks. Yes. Stan Rosenfield. It includes, uh, yeah, our, uh, our uh, publicist, Stan Rosenfield. It includes our doctor, Henry Bone Ellis. All these type of people. Of course, the one bot, Dr. Bob Kaplan, our East Coast doctor. Accountant to the pod, Gary Sparks. It includes him. All these people are invited. So all we, we're $111 away from getting there in Patreon subscribers. Yeah. That's it. And I believe, I believe we're getting close enough where next time Cuomo has one of his press conferences because he keeps coming back, someone's going to ask him, what phase is this party allowed in? Because I want to know. Yes. Are we phase? Is this a phase four party? Like, well, how, you know, because... I, I think I think we're gonna have enough people where it's gonna have to be we're gonna have to we're gonna have to create some spacing, but we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna make fun of we're gonna have some fun with it. We're gonna have a great time, Kaplan. So that's $111 away. We're in sniffing distance of that. Pretty good. Also, tomorrow night on Zoom, 9 p.m. Eastern, we're doing live from the bunker live. It's the first time we actually ever did it live. <laughs> We've been calling it live. live from the bunker. We're gonna call it live from the bunker live. Live from the bunker live is what it's That's called. July first for those who might not be listening till that the day of. So. Only for Patreon subscribers. So go to lost in go to patreon.com slash lost in America. Sign up five bucks, get you our show four days a week over there. Plus, it gets you a live show on July 1st. How about that? God bless America. Now, Kaplan. God bless America. Speaking of. Speaking of that, you announced yesterday on the Patreon show that you are running for political office yeah, in 2021. You, and I couldn't be. I'm plum excited. Yeah. If you if you didn't listen to the Patreon show, I shouldn't even tell you this, but it's going to get out there. I can't keep I can't run a campaign only for Patreon vo- uh, voters. <laughs> right? 50, I've got to run it for the whole you need more than they, 50 votes. They should. That's how they could get people to be more involved. Everyone's on Patreon. You can only vote for people on Patreon. Only people who pay for Patreon should vote. But that's another issue. For now, I'm running going to run for city council here in Long Island City, Queen, uh, Queens, Woodside, Sunnyside, because I'm going to run on a very simple platform of pro dog, anti fireworks 
And uh, do I have any other thing I care about? Oh, no, you just per plastic straws. I'm sure we'll throw in there. You're shutting down the fireworks. Shutting down the fireworks is my main thing. Bringing back plastic straws will be number two. And uh, I'll find a third thing. You need and three. as we've recently found out, the guy running against you, the incumbent, as they call him in politics, <laughs> is uh, he says he doesn't take money from corporate donors, right? Yeah, it's not the incumbent. The, the seat's actually being vacated by someone who's looking for a hire. Wait, really? Jimmy Van Bramer has been our longtime councilman, and he's doing nothing about the fireworks situation because he's too busy doing photo ops. All he's trying to be—he's uh, he's got bigger—he's got bigger—he's trying to be mayor or something one day. I don't well, know. That's why the to, world so. needs you. But yeah, there's some. Yeah, there's well, my run. The, the favorite I'd say in the race, looking at it right now, is this guy Brent O'Leary. He's a known qu- quantity here in the Long Island City area, but he—he he advertises he doesn't take any money, corporate money. He's a what big, a moron. He's proud of that. <laughs> I'm taking corporate money, baby. Yeah. I can be bought. I want to get that on the record. I'm upfront about it. I'm honest about it because we could all be bought. Let's be honest. Of course. So, co- corporate money. Uh, you know, if you want to sponsor that, what do we say? If you sponsor this podcast, you're going to get my, you're also, you're not just buying this podcast. You're going to get my vote on the city council. So we can do both. You, <laughs> you get the honor of voting for Kaplan. And do we know? That's we a should, reverse. We, we, yeah, we should check an election, some sort of lawyer, I guess. But like, do we know? Are we allowed to have sponsors donate? Like, sponsors of this podcast? Can they also donate my to my campaign? Is yeah, why not? Yeah, we I don't, don't have know. to check with the lawyer. Who <laughs> <laughs> campaign finance laws or whatever. Get lawyers. No, Cap. This is so simple. He doesn't get any money. You get a ton of money. We win. Okay, that's how it works. <laughs> this guy's a moron <laughs> for not taking money. Any money? So yeah. Who wants well, to have a job? Also, we just found out you're um, unemployed. This pays one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, I looked show. it up. I googled it because I was like, you know, Randy Kaplan was like, you can't run for city council. What are you talking about? And I said, I said, Siri, how much does a New York City council <laughs> member make? And it's like one hundred forty-eight thousand. It's one of those things. that's great because they make a lot of money, almost one hundred fifty k. A year. lot of money. Every, everybody's mad about it. Apparently, if you go on the internet. Because they just two years ago voted to give themselves like they used to make like 115. They gave themselves a massive raise. Perfect. And everyone's mad about it. But it's great because I could get the money without being the jerk who voted for it. I say I didn't vote for it. Not my choice. You know, if it was up Listen, to me, I'd vote for a pay cut. But exactly. If I would love to, that's like the billionaires who are like, <laughs> exactly. I, for one, think we should pay more in tax. I should pay more in tax. Of I course, would love they, to pay more in tax. Yeah, they yeah, won't exactly. do it. They're not going <laughs> to. Yeah, they're not going to do it. But they love to say that. Oh, I, I would love I'd, to. I should pay more than my secretary. Of course I should. Of course. Yeah, uh, I don't, but I should. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) My entire company's based in the Grand Cayman Islands, but I should pay more. I agree. Vote Hillary. But but yeah, we're going to focus on city issues, though. We're going to we're going to we're going to make the city. You know what? We're going to make this city the type of place where people don't they don't come to Queens to make it like a halfway house to move into the Westchester, the suburbs of the world. We're going to make it a place where people settle down and live here forever. Destination. That's the, that's destination. Because I don't want, I know all these guys out there, they want to live in New York City, but they're, they're, a few fireworks go off. There's some crime. Their wives are, are they're on the iPads late at night Kaplan. looking at realtors, looking up places in Westchester. I want to save you that stress. I want to make this a great area to live in forever. forever. Are you talking about your own wife? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running to keep her in town. <laughs> How about this for a campaign slogan? <laughs> Queen, a place where queens can be kings. Oh, or queens can be queens. We're Wait, queen. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's you're right. There's some political correctness issues. Yeah, kings. I is mean, not, do we, we care I, about political correct? We already said we're taking corporate pat. We can be bought in this situation. Also, I am your um, I'm your chief of staff. I'm your campaign manager. I'm your Kellyanne Conway. You're the media. You're the media operation. You're the you're the James Carville, as you called yourself last night, right? You're the- I'm the mouth of the South, James Carville. <laughs> so- yes. And then we're going to blue shirt. We need to make sure we're going to get him to be the fixer. He's going to make he's going to be my uh, Michael Cohen. You're Roy Cohen, you're Michael Cohen, Cohen. you're any of these. Yeah, Yeah. he's going to make your problems and your competitors disappear in the East River. (laughs) Exactly. So we got a a team, a a team of, uh, what's the word? Enemies? No, not enemies. Uh, They call it a coalition of um, rivals. A team of rivals. A team of rivals. Isn't that what they're called? I, I don't know. Yeah, Trump said that the other day when they were talking about how his cabinet, they're all, he keeps firing people. He, He said he's a team of rivals, so. That's what, uh, well, that's well, us. He stole our yeah, line. This- now, Cap, I want to ask you something because I'm about to be, I'm 10 days away right now from coming back to New York City. Yeah, you got to get back here. This is where the campaign is. The campaign's on in Virginia. I got to get back to campaign headquarters. You got to go. We got to be, you got to pounding the pavement, getting out the vote. Yeah. Of course. So if I have a couple questions coming back though, how do I, I mean, just logistically, because you've been in New York City the whole time, I escaped yeah. to Virginia, to the deep south. And uh, how do I, Get around logistically. Like I don't have a car. 
Yeah, I just thought of this because the other day Gus Tate said, hey, are you guys going to be back for July 4th? Now we're not. But he said, if you're going to be back for July 4th, Sarah and I are running a um, we're going to have a party in in uh, in Central Park. You guys should come join us. I said, Mm. I'm not going to be there. But even if I wanted to, how would I? I'm not going to take a subway. They said 90 percent of people on subways are getting Corona. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't know anybody like every once in a while I walk by the subway and I see people coming out of it and they're like hide in the corner. Like, oh my God, These people are taking the their life in their hands. <laughs> Lepers. Get away. Yeah. So I'm not going to do but, that. Do I have to rent, rent a city bike or what's the solution? How do you all Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of Ubering. The traffic is terrible. I'm not going to Uber. If you drive, I drive into the city for pancakes, celebrity dog pancakes for therapy, and there's so much traffic, you think it's like a holiday weekend every day. But uh, yeah, Uber, you're getting in with a cab with a guy with an Uber guy. He's wearing a mask probably, but still. Um, yeah, city bikes are big and I got to tell you wh- what is big and it's, it is one of the things I'm kind of, I'm kind of against, but I, I, I will say for now that you're useful. These Ravel bikes, you know, these things, no, what are they? Everybody's they're these, they're the city bikes for motorcycles. They're like these little scooters. Yes, I do know. They're not motorcycles. They're scooters. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sco- I know what you're talking right. about. They're scooters and they're everywhere. They keep, I think because like the, the city council was actually giving them a hard time about certain neighborhoods. They weren't in Manhattan. They weren't. And now I think because of coronavirus, they're just like giving them free reign. So they're everywhere. Like they just come in with a truck one day and all of a sudden they're on my corner. There's a ton of them. And I've heard they're all over the city. And it's like, it's one of those things where you should do it because it's, it's, um, you, there's no rules. Okay. That's another thing that's lawless. You could do anything. You ride the wrong side of the road. What about you, a helmet? Do I need a helmet? You're, you're supposed to wear a helmet. There's no way to enforce that. So no, okay. uh, they don't like, I saw a police officer say you should be wearing a helmet to someone didn't do anything about it. So you can, you can ride <laughs> in parks. You're not supposed to be riding in parks. You could do that. No, the Blasio's police force is lawless right now. So you can ride around these revels and you know what really is cool. I'm noticing for you, if you want to, you know, spice things up a little bit. I'm seeing like almost every 50% of the people on these things are couples and these women are on the back seat, like holding on to their their boyfriends or whatever, oh. as if like as if like they've found a man who's got a Harley and is like yeah, it's very romantic. Like, it's very and there's no there's uh, no helmets and we're fla- we're breaking the law. We're going to the park. We're what's going that movie from the, the 1950s? Holiday and <laughs> Easy Paris Rider or something. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, this so is great. You can really, you it's like all of a sudden you're like, what are we gonna do today? Let's ride a Ravel and we'll go to Gus Tate's party. We'll be we'll be the badasses who show up in our bikes and we'll so, yeah, ride that's... it over the Brooklyn Bridge. How about that? That's a movie. Yeah, and it is also as something that I'm gonna crack down on. It is a great way to use to get the fireworks from point A to point B, as I see from my window. Because these you can't keep. They're very you can move. They're they're great maneuverability. You just all go right, all right. You go enough all fireworks. Enough. Hey, We're I'm just that. telling you, it's a way to get around. If you talk about fireworks, by law, we have to give equal time to Mahoney or whatever that Irish guy oh, is. Brent, running Brent against you. Yeah. yeah, he's pro fireworks. So You're right. Let's not give equal time. We don't want to have to do that. Now, last question. Then we got to get to our guest. Uh, what about just like dining out? I know restaurants are open. I know Bill de Blasio made a big, big deal about how he was going to go out day one and eat at a restaurant. What are people eating inside, outside, mass? Yeah, What's no, going inside's on? not open yet, and I'm hoping they pause it. It's supposed to open up soon, but I know New Jersey just paused that, so I'm hoping New York. Because you know what? Honestly, you don't need it. Like it's so exciting to eat outside because we haven't eaten. I've eaten in restaurants this week. There's these giant like you'll see. They've had like um, outdoor areas have been expanded, so you're like eating in the street. They take up like meter former parking meter spots or like it almost looks like when you're in Europe and there's like a plaza, those giant restaurants outside on the like, yeah. street. That's what some of these restaurants are starting to look like. And like I'm in Seville so, or whatever yeah. that town's called. Seville. And every and everybody's so far away from each other. It seems like it's psychologically working where it never rains while you're eating. Like everyone just sits there, it's supposed to rain, never rains somehow. This it works sounds, out. This sounds lovely. Yeah. And you can you know, you 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 just feel you, you don't as a parent I love it because I'm so far away from other tables. I don't have to worry about my kids like ruining someone's meal. Like we're like now. How do cars? Are these are they blocking off cars? Are no cars allowed in these streets? They've gotten some permit. Well, there are some streets that they've closed. Yeah, to cars. And then there's other areas where they've gotten permission where they've basically taken away meter spots or parking spots, so you can almost be in the curb. So you're like, it's almost like I joked to the guy. There's one a table the other night. I'm like, this is like sitting by the bathroom in the old days because you're like in the street, like the most likely to be run over spot. You're like still, still a car, the street's still working and you're just sitting there. But now yeah, it's it's okay. This yeah, sounds go. great. Last question: What about you mentioned the bathroom because they all say that the if ninety five percent of people in the subways are getting coronavirus, ninety nine percent of the people who go to public bathrooms are getting coronavirus. From what I hear, so how do you pee or do you just have to hold it all night? Yeah, I've heard. I know people just hold it. Um, I have used the thing is is that these restaurants are all doing takeout, so. There's restaurant. There's a bathroom inside the restaurant. So like I, you know, yesterday I was at a playground, 
And, uh, you know, it was a great time. You can bring alcohol now into playgrounds. It's like a socially acceptable thing. That's so we not, went to yeah, a restaurant. That's great. Yeah, we went to a restaurant. We got we were a bunch of parents. We got a bunch of sangria pitchers and we're drinking them in the playground. But guess what happens? And you got to pee. And you're like, oh, what do we do? I, I can't pair. You can't pee in the bushes. That's not acceptable. As a, yeah, that hasn't been. They should put a relaxing on that. I think they should let. You know, peeing in the bushes should be legal. Yeah. Yeah. The homeless way of drinking outside is allowed. So you should be allowed to also pee in the bushes, but you can't. So I went to a restaurant. I I was very meek about it. I didn't know. Like, I didn't want to be like, like, do you mind if I use the bathroom? My kid's got to go use the kid. But they're like, they let you use it. So you can't use the bathroom. And there's honestly, you go into a restaurant and just weird being in there because you're like a cat burglar. You're like, I got to get in in and out. out. You feel like you're invading the space of the workers. Like you're looking at you. So you can do it, though. You go in. Uh, obviously, I would recommend. They say you should recommend uh, the flushing is what they say is the problem, right? But if you're you're using a urinal, I don't see what the issue okay. is. Really. All right, sounds so good. So I think so. It's really I think this is a golden age. Before we get sick of it, this is a golden age of New York of dining out outside and drinking wherever the fuck you want. And come on back, you'll see. Well, I Riding can't your wait scooter, to get back. you can drunk drive your scooters all around town. This sounds fantastic. <laughs> I'll be back. Maybe I'll come tonight. <laughs> just get, let's get just go and go. straight no, back. Wait till, sorry to bring it up again. Wait till after July 4th. You know, don't mention it. We have to give equal time to uh, Bobby O'Shanahan <laughs> or whatever his name is. All right. Let's get to our guest, James Mattern. Should we zoom him in? Live zoom from him in. He's coming in from Las Vegas. Zoom him in. All right, we're back with James Mattern in Las Vegas. Welcome to the show, dude. Buddy, someone has to be here. What's up, baby? Thank you so much, gentlemen, for having me. This is delightful. The commissioner of comedy. Yeah, I've thought of you this way for a long time. So I'm glad you're just making it official and doing it as a podcast. Real official. I'm, I can't wait. Someone's going to be real shitty about me using this as the name of a show. Whatever. It's a free country. Oh, Whatever. who are they? Screw them. No one else. No one. We're all equal right now. I'm saying this is the best part about comedy is that I make as much money on the road as uh, Chris Rock does currently. You know, mm. so <laughs> if that makes you sleep better at night, amen. <laughs> <laughs> what if you're as much of a commissioner as anybody else could be? Is my point. God bless. You know? Why not? First of all, uh, you're one of the. Are you doing live comedy in Vegas right now? Right. I have done two shows. I have two more on the books. Depending on if things uh, don't shut down again, I think that's a real juggle. I think we'll know more by Thursday of this week. And uh, who knows? It's been fun. I, 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 should, I hope I appreciated it as much as I should have because it might go away again. Are these at the casinos or where, where are they? No, no, no. These are at a place that used to be like a movie theater downtown. It's called the Neonopolis. I don't even know the name of this joint. It's not even on the flyers. We just okay. tell people, go above the nerd bar. Huge showroom that's technically a bar, so it's allowed to. Casinos aren't allowed. That was going to be, I think, in phase three, and we're another two, another month in phase two because of things, mm. at least. Maybe even go back one. But it's, uh, it's been cool. It's a huge showroom. I've been explaining to people, I feel more safe of the three things that I've done public out here in nevada with a comedy club everyone's like comedy club's gotta be the worst restaurants are way chill out here they're separated where we're playing at they're so spread out i don't know if you watch soccer but if you know how they they show the lineups before and it's like two four four like it looks like ac milan's fucking uh alignment and so that's so great they're just spread out it's wonderful Bars are the shitty ones, but whatever. Are they opening? Like, are they allowed to serve drinks or what? what's the rule? Yes, they are serving drinks. Yes. All right. How many people are at one of these shows? Both shows are somewhere between 40 and 60 people. Okay. And they're indoors, though. They are indoors. Indoors. Yes, sir. No. But not funny. It's like the South Rocky Sea. Um, good, good crowds. The first week was electric. Yeah. This past show, they did put uh, plexiglass. But probably about the size of the box that you're seeing me in. And it was weird because it just got in the way. It was almost like a moat or a wall where jokes went to die. And so then you go to the left where it was free. As long as you're behind the thing, but to the left or to the right, it was good. But then 
Then people get creaks in their neck. So it was difficult. They were fine, but it wasn't as good as it was anti the plexiglass. So they put up plexiglass to stop for, between the comedian and the audience, like on the stage. But it wasn't the full one, yes. And, but then uh, you're just going, people are just going around. Going around, around juke it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah it, was weird. it was really weird. I don't know, if it's a, I'm going to reference two old movies. I don't know if you've seen the Christopher Reeves Superman 1 and 2 where yes. the villains are put in a glass. That's what it felt like. You felt <laughs> like you're fucking General Zod. And then a little Blues Brothers too, right? Yeah. Oh, see that? I think we might as well go for that. If you, it can't be. It's this should be everything or nothing. Either yes, no care, nothing in front of us, or the whole fucking thing. Make it a cage match. Like yeah, rascal. exactly. <laughs> Escape. Nice. And so they're fired up because I know um, I used to be out in Asia, and Hong Kong is now reopened doing comedy, and the club there is like on fire. They're sold Great. out all the time. And the guy who owns it uh, used to be my business partner out in China. And he was saying that from the second they reopened, he's like, these are the best crowds I've ever seen in my life. People want it. So people are so ready. So Vegas is the same way, huh? Yeah, people want to have a good time. And it's, I mean, everyone does. I know everyone's saying that no one's going to go out. People are going to go out. Maybe it won't initially be what it was for a minute. Everyone's climbing up the wall. Everyone is... How many more times can we rewatch The Sopranos in three months? Yeah. I mean, it's a great show, but how many times are we going to binge watch the whole fucking series? And the other thing I keep saying is that, like, I've noticed this even with Zoom shows, which live is, has to be way better. But even on Zoom, I didn't want to do it for the longest time. And then you start doing it and you realize if nothing is if the, the, op- the other options are nothing, then people are just like appreciative. Yes. To do. Have you done like uh, I've never done this, but I've heard like the USO type stuff. Uh, 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 there's been negotiations. They, they're on pause right now. I'm supposed. I was supposed to do something. Probably. I think it was next month, technically. And now it looks like I heard maybe the fall. So we'll see. I'm supposed to do some army bases in that military bases. Okay. Well, I've heard those are the best crowds. I hear it's amazing. And you're like sometimes like I've had friends like Jimmy Schubert was like, yeah, I was standing on uh, a uh, like a cafeteria table, no lighting. You're just in the middle of a cafeteria, and he's like, I've never killed that art in my life, just because you're there. Yeah, from what I've seen, it seems like the real raw Mike Tyson and just the tiny shorts and the socks and the glo- and just going. It's just that. So I'm hoping it happens. Yes, yeah. but people, people, look, man. Not only do we have nothing to do, a lot of times we're all been cooped up. There is the fear of uncertainty. There is the fear of potential death. There is the fear of maybe not getting your money, not not live, being able to live again. And in those situations, I guess that is somewhat similar to the military where. This moment might be our last moment of joy. So you appreciate it. It, it. it makes you really think about these little things that we take for granted. For some people, in some moments, they mean more than that. That's awesome. Yeah. And every time you perform, it must be, you're going you're gonna to give it your, there's no like mailing it in one night. We don't feel like doing it. You're just like, you, this could get shut down, as you said, like Thursday. So it's like, you're going to bring it. I'm going to be honest. I felt weird this second gig. And the, the, the man, I got off stage and then the next day I got a text from the booker in my home club saying we're no longer in phase four in New York. Uh, some places have loopholes. I found out the loopholes were mostly places I don't work regularly. And I was like, well, shit, I'm going to make these last gigs I have out here count. And I wish I could go back and give even more. I gave my all, but man, I should have gave it a little more. I think, you know, it's never enough. And now when you think about it, I don't, we don't know how many more we're going to get. And the audiences don't know how many more they're going to get. So we should all just put everything out there. Yes. Yeah. Wait, did you say comedy? Because is comedy out of phase four? I heard movie theaters were. I didn't know. Comedy is out of phase four. And mm, phase sorry, Turner. Three, I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't know when this drops, but phase three is going to be on July 1st, Wednesday, announced probably they're going to postpone it or take mm. restaurants and bars. They were supposed to open at 50%. I believe that's going to not happen. I hope I'm wrong. There are several venues. And I actually talked to someone earlier today that I work for that they have planned that. Because I'm, I'm supposed to be back in a few weeks and I want to work because this is who I am and I need to eat and I need yeah. to rent and it also completes me. So um, hopefully there's something, maybe by the fall I'm hoping, but it, if you have a cabaret license, it looks like I'm guessing you won't work till January. The club Until won't. vaccine? I guess so. Or they feel that they've come close to herd, which I, like, I really think New York, if anyone gets to it in America, it'll be New York. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was reading yesterday, there was some study that had, they say now and by late April, one fifth of all New Yorkers had it. So by now it's probably 33% or 40%. And they're saying times 10. 
right? They're saying that whatever they think it is, it should be times 10. Um, we'll see, man. And um, it's crazy. We can't, I, it's, the, it's a scary thing. We also don't know if a vaccine's gonna work. We don't know how long yeah. it's gonna fucking take. If they can get it out by October, just to seniors and to people who are high risk, that will help with herd immunity. I mean, if one out of five can't give it to the other four, that helps. But at some point, it's a scary thing. What do we do? How do we get back to life? Because people are going to have to work. With every 1% that doesn't work, 40,000 people die. That wasn't a bullshit line in the, in the big short. That is a fact. <laughs> it's, it's a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to find a way to do this. And hopefully people then can have some accountability and wear a fucking mask and wash their hands. I, um, I see people not washing their hands fully. I had a conversation in Vegas at a place I was at where me and this guy could go to the sink at the same time and he go, I go, hey man, go ahead. He goes, no brother, you go ahead. And I go, yeah, but I'm gonna do 20 minutes and step. He goes, we all are brother, this is great. We all have to do it. And I felt so good gentlemen. I was like, yes, yes, this is great. I do it and then I'm wiping my hand. This son of a bitch maybe gave me a three Alabama and then got the <laughs> fuck out, didn't even dry his hands. Uh, and then I go, we're all dead. We'll, we'll yeah. be closed again in a month. And it's getting close to that now. You guys so, do the whole alphabet now. Everyone do something. That. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday. About, are the casinos open? Or I, I misheard that part. Casinos yeah, are open. Not all are open. And are people wearing masks at all? Or is it just uh, like how's it Initially, you didn't have to in the casinos. And now they are. Now it is mandated. And mm -hmm. um, now it is mandated everywhere. If you are somewhere where you can drink, or eat, you can take the mask off at where you're sitting. The, the problem is the bars. And they definitely, I was talking to this club owner back uh, in New York where I just told him, I think he's basically gonna do this. He, we kind of said the same thing. You have to wear a mask even sitting and sit through a straw, even if it's your core's life, because that is what the fuck is causing it. Everyone at bars is just mask off, yelling, hugging, man Jesus hugging, Christ. meshing dicks. You want, yeah, a, you want a tater tot? Not for your plate. People are so offended when I don't. Like, I'm, I'm meeting comics in this green room, and they want to shake hands. And what? I'm like, now? What? And I'm bowing. <laughs> I'm bowing, and they're like, what the fuck, dude? It's like, yo, this ain't November, B. Uh, the world bowing. has changed. This is a pandemic. I feel like in New York, people are more like, I don't, I remember moving to, I knew, moved to New York four years ago. I feel like at least half the comedians didn't shake hands before all this. People were like, ah, maybe fist bump. Like, nah, not mm -hmm. me. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of germ folks. Maybe that's a Vegas thing. I don't know. Not out here, B. People, yeah. I mean, let's mesh deck, let's mesh our dicks, even if we just met. <laughs> yeah, because so, shaking hands is, I mean, in Vegas is very timid, you know. So let's Fairly. get to some commissioner questions. I got some <laughs> stuff for you. Thank I'm you, so Mark. glad we finally have this, by the way, because someone needs to settle. I appreciate it. Here's something I've been thinking about for a while. Okay. Should there be, I feel like now it's different than, I, we have a whole new perspective on comedy. Everyone being away. I'm in Virginia. I've been here for three months. Good. Just getting out of the daily thing in New York City is a little more like, oh, I should, we should have more power when we get back in some way. I don't know though. You know, well, first question is, how do you decide, what's the line for who's a comedian and who's not? That's a mm. fair question. And let me just say this. Thank you for asking me these things. But I even say this every week in the episode if people haven't listened. I am just one man. I've done this almost two decades, but I'm not foolproof. And I also encourage people to email me if they don't agree and have a conversation. So just so you know. Well, so let's talk it uh, out. So if, here's my theory with this. Just because you do one mic or one show, we all call ourselves a comic. And I did that as well. Just because you have it printed on a card or on your, your profile doesn't mean shit. The real issue, whether you make money or not, if you, once you start getting paid consistently or, and or you are making a living doing this, you are a comedian. But I also count this. This is the big message in every episode almost. Um, if you were told that by someone who could see the future that you're gonna make $8 the rest of your life in comedy um, and you still decide you are going to do it as much as you can, you're a comedian and that's it. You're born, comedians are born this way. The true comics, it's nature, not nurture. It's just like someone, um, not to compare it as the same way. Uh, some people will give me blowback, whatever. Um, you know, they say homosexuals are born. You're born gay. Yes, there's no conversion therapy to make you not a comic. It doesn't you're work. Born, yeah, but, but there's some people just like, and it's, it's some people who do comedy aren't meant to do it the long term. They're just dabbling in their experiment. They're curious. Yeah. Yes, it's like college for a lot of people. 
and they leave and they, hopefully their experience makes them better in other things. I always say that this will lead you to where you're supposed to be and make you better at it. But the true ones, you know it. Because the old thing, I, I brought this up in an early episode. The old time comics used to tell you, hey, uh, do you have any advice for me? Yeah, quit. Because if you yeah. were going to listen to that, then you have no business being here. No one could tell you to quit if you were meant to do this. So that's the thing. So they, I, I asked this, let's, by the way, great answer. But um, there was a thing, do you know, like a few months ago that these, uh, I don't know, comedy cares or some, some organization was giving money to comedians yes. and you had to prove you were a comedian mm. to be able to qualify. And the way they did it was you had to send in your tax returns from the previous year. Yes. And I think it was a minimum of 12000 and a maximum of 75000 or something that you made from comedy, from stand-up comedy, not like a little acting, a little this. Yes. And if you were in that range, then you got the money. You got 500 bucks or whatever it was. To me, that seems like a way to do it if you're trying to, because the next question I would have is, should there be a union, a comedian union? And whether your answer is yes or no, the first question has to be, well, then who's a comedian? Who can qualify for the union? Well, that's a very tough thing to say. And I, I think your thoughts on that is great because uh, I think you can be a comedian and not be necessarily a professional comedian. And we can Maybe have our ups and But I think 12,000 to 75 is where your working comics are and, and, and where people who are just your blue collar comedians. And that's why uh, that company was great. And they reached out to a lot of people. They reached out. I mean, I, they helped me out a little. And I thank yeah, them. Yeah, same here. And um, I appreciate that. And... I think 12,000 is a good goal to start. To be honest, let's see. When I quit my day job, I was trying to get 2,000 a month. And so yeah. that's, you know, if I was a road comic, I could probably live off 12 or somewhere between 12 and 18 and, and depending on where I'm at. Um, a union would be great. Unfortunately, we are a union of scabs. Uh, I'm hoping this podcast helps <laughs> us all stay together. And... Um, it would be great, but there's just always going to be someone who will undercut you if it comes to that. That is the problem. There'll be enough new people who have done it six times and have that card or that profile that says it, um, who will be like, oh, cool, they won't work for, for less than 50 a night? Well, I'll do it for 23, and that's a problem. So I wish there was a way we could do it and have rights and maybe get some insurance. Um, it'll also be tough because we would be the watchmen of ourselves, well, we'd be having to, yeah, turn in the clubs or whatever that might be, right? It'd be very difficult. You have to get some big time. We're in New York City, though. It's like the best lawyers, you know? <laughs> and some of them dabble on comedy, so. Exactly. We get them you all to, to do it for you free. You'll have to pick it, though. You'd be like outside the clubs, just. Which they did in LA years ago, yeah. in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, well, That's exactly, right. Oh, yeah. right? The 70s, whatever that was. The... So they can get eight bucks a night. Yeah. And what I heard, wasn't it like 25 and then whatever it was, they're still making that exact amount of money? That's the LA? thing. Years ago in New York, there was the coalition. And they got the rates where a spot shouldn't be less than 25 during the weeknight and a host should make at least 50 on the week. And the weekends should be 100 for a host and I believe 75, but that, that is almost two decades now while everything else gets more expensive. I was going to say it's almost stayed about that amount. Yes. Right. Yeah. Wow. And, and a, a couple of those guys you should know, and I'm not going to speak up and, you know, make glare the business, but a couple of those guys can't work at certain places because of that, because really? of the sacrifice they did for us. Yes. Wow. Nuts. What about, um, coming back what about a bubble? A comedian bubble. Yeah. You're the, you're, you're <laughs> to the get commish. it going faster. We got to get it going faster. I wish, but then um, the, the, the patrons, the people who'd be spending the money would not live in the bubble. I don't think everyone's going to stay in for two weeks at a time and just see a hundred shows. So I don't think that will work, gentlemen. Yeah, but it's not like comics have the problem. Well, maybe comics do have the same problem the NBA guys have where they just, all the groupies that are going to be sneaking in. No. <laughs> so, well, it's just, but, they're, they're going to film something for television in that product. We need the live audience unless, unless we could, there was a platform where everyone would tune in and watch us every night. Hmm. And that's a thing for a bubble. And I think people would happily do it. Not everyone. I would. But since we do need live audience members, <laughs> how the fuck do we get them in the bubble, gentlemen? Yeah, it's not going to work. have to figure it out. Behind he, the plexiglass, behind the Pope uh, glass, whatever he has. The Pope glass. 
Yeah, being commissioner of comedy is harder than basketball. It's not, this is a complicated question. My friend, I think I'm having a blast with this. This is great. <laughs> we're we're going to get to all the answers. Um, what, uh, what are the hosting? I know you talked about this on your podcast. Um, you're, I want to say, I mean, who else is a better host in New York City? I would say you're probably the best host in New York Very City. Very kind, right? sir. Thank I'm you. I'm trying to think of who else is out there. I don't know. Um, and, uh, Actually, no, let's go green room. I want to talk green room. Whatever you want. What are the what are the don'ts in a green room in New York City? Or should we just say on the road? Or is it the same? Whatever you want. I mean, so in general, if someone's just trying to be in their space, allow them to be in their space. If you want to, if you're trying to get yourself ready, do what you have to, but also respect someone else in that space. If you're not on the bill and you don't know the people in there, um, you probably shouldn't be in there. You should be very mindful and be like, hey, is it cool I hang out? I'm like, young comic who works here, or I do late night. It's a nice thing to ask. Unfortunately, a lot of people come in dick first and be like, hey, I'm a comic too. And most times you don't know who they are. They talk too much. Don't talk too much if this isn't your green room. Don't. It's, it's, I said in the episode, we, they always smoke themselves out. They always come in there and tell you everything they did in their podunk town. Well, in the uh, the green room thing, it's especially in New York City. It's like every thirty minutes, it's a new person's yeah. green room because the show ends at nine fifteen and the next one's at nine forty five, and then that shift over happens, and then people are coming in for late night. I I was surprised the amount of green rooms when I got to New York that just had people sleeping. It does happen, and I'm okay with that until people show up. I mean, if, if I'll get to a show early sometimes and, and chill out, but I'm not going to take all this space. As comics are supposed to go in there. Just snooze. I mean, and honestly, yo, if you're not on the show and other comics are and you're sitting and they can't, get the fuck up. Get the get fuck up. up. Yeah. If they want, now they tell you to sit because they don't want to, fine, but let them sit. It's well, you can sit in the back room. of the room. You can go in the showroom and watch. Go in the, to the back, back of the room. room. Yeah, that's right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so did you start comedy in Vegas? Guilty. Can't okay. Yes, wow. Tw- like, and and you, how long you've been in? You've been in New York almost twenty years. You've been doing comedy almost twenty years. Comedy will be twenty years somewhere. I never figure out the last day. I know it's six days. So in January, I it will be twenty years. It, I di- I did a open mic six days after the Ravens beat the Giants in the Super Bowl, and I've been too lazy these nineteen plus years to not research what that day was. And then New York, I've been doing comedy since January of '06. So this wow. is going to be 20 and 15, God willing, for me. And were you doing casinos then super early? Like the Vegas casinos? There, they, didn't, they didn't work us as much, my generation. There was a okay. couple ones that were considered shitty. A couple of them don't exist anymore. Um, yeah. Greek Isles. I used to go there. Me and my boy Shuli used to go there and bomb oh. all the time in front of meth heads and blue hairs. <laughs> Just brutal. Just get your t- And you would leave work. I mean, we'd take, you would take a break and show up 10 minutes late from your break just so you could go and bomb. It's That's how little stage time there was back in the day. And you would take it like a man. And just do it. And then were you hosting out there, or did that come in New York? I hosted my home club, which is a parking lot now. It was a nightclub, and they would do comedy on the weekends called The Beach. And right before uh, just everyone was naked and confetti was thrown down, um, they would do comedy upstairs, sometimes downstairs. I mean, it's all over the place. And I would host a lot. I would fill in for the person who ran the show and host, and it paid a little more, just like okay. in now. So God bless it. Yeah. Now, if the, if the, yeah, go ahead, Cap. No, Turner, were you supposed to be in Vegas this year? I'm Isn't supposed that? to be yeah. at the um, Laugh Factory in mm. November mm. with uh, Tom Rhodes. I don't know if you know Tom. Oh, the great Tom Rhodes. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, w- w- do you think? Maybe. Maybe. maybe? Let's hope. Let's it's hope. A, it's a week. And like, so I'm not even sure, like, what's your thoughts on, say, New York doesn't open, but other states open? Are you going to go on the road? Um, and like, I'm thinking maybe like get a Winnebago. I don't know what the move is, like staying in I'll, hotels. Hey, that's I'll, a reality show. Whatever I have to do to eat and to pay bills. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I mean, I'm hoping this thing just mutates and gets weak, like past things have. Or you have the so, antibodies. You were saying you're waiting for. Antibodies. <laughs> we're still not 100% sure that they're yeah. foolproof, but we're hoping. Um, what people don't realize is like the you realize we between the three of us, we probably had the Spanish flu 10 times between us. Yeah. It's still around. 
I it is it still around? <laughs> yes, it's just weakened. Yes, mm. it's the it's just part of the regular flus you get now. Well, now I feel like I'm I'm offensive. I'm calling it the Spanish flu. I've had it, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's what it is, man. It's it's, it's a, but it, your body fights it off now. So you, that's what you're saying that could happen in the Wuhan yes. flu. Yes, <laughs> it, it, they, it, not all these things weaken like that, but the hope, yeah. the hope is, and they're not expecting it to, but I, my new thing, I'm, I've been telling everyone this, Michael Lewis, the writer, quoted um, someone who's an Israeli doctor, he doesn't uh, live anymore, and I feel bad, I don't know his name, but he said, why be pessimistic, you live the bad moment more than once, so I'm trying not to do that. There you yeah. go. There you so go. you're going to go back out, so um, uh, road stuff is like game on, you would do it. I'm trying to figure it out. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, bills don't pay themselves, boys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't picture Vegas of all the cities. Like, it just seems like the city with the hardest adjusting to this, this world of social distancing and, and like worrying about like well, people are gambling, and, right? The yeah. Casinos. Because but all Vegas to me is gambling and clubs and just like debauchery really. So it's like, uh, I hope it can get back. But I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm hoping everywhere can get back. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. And what about, hey, I have a commissioner question. Do you, can you, uh, these comics, some of them, uh, can we get a dress code for comics? That's what David <laughs> Stern did. You know, it's all the great commissioners. There are some unspoken understand. rules. <laughs> there is some unspoken rules on that. Um, shorts, you know, um, there's a Target. few exceptions. And just like everything else, this should be spoken. Uh, a lot of these things that I will say are unspoken rules and I'm talking about, if you draw money, you do what the fuck you have to. If you draw money, if you're a draw, if you're on TV and people come to see you, you get away with shit. Until then, take the shorts off and wear hot fucking pants even in July. It's just what it is. Um, I don't mind the t-shirt as I'm wearing this to you guys. I came here with like seven, t seven shirts, two I would call nice professional shirts and five of them t-shirts. So this is how I've been living for months. So please forgive me. I don't mind whatever anyone wears as long as it represents who they are. And, and your personality shorts is different but make sure it represents who you is because that's what it what you are so be comfortable if it's just a t-shirt cool what, what don't you like kaplan what what do you think no, is, is i mean turner 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 wears a suit he's he's a he's a he's a well-dressed comic so when know, i record I'm, when i record my album i wear a suit when it's like a big event i wear a suit big shows yes always, always dress, dress up nice though you got pants yeah. on always I don't, shorts would be interesting that would I, it'd be hard for me to take I wouldn't want shorts comedy from my a, shorts. Yeah, that's uh, James is so right. Shorts is yeah, a disaster. You see it early at like open mics and stuff. I can't imagine that. Yeah. And tops. And it's like immediately you're like, this guy sucks. Yeah, it's it, and I'll be honest, I probably did it out here. I had very long shorts, and then you learn, you're like, oh shit. And look, man, once again, smaller town, you can get away with shit. Smaller town, or you're a big act, you can get away with shit. But everywhere else, the problem is. Even if it's wrong, comics that have been doing this long as you are going to judge you in that and book. There's going to be old school bookers and the word gets out. They're going to think that you don't give a shit about this business because you're just showing up dressed like you had a pail of sand in your hand. Like, and so I agree. Why would I book you? Yeah. I 100% agree. Well, I think a lot of comics try to do the thing like I do where they just wear like a hoodie and try to look younger than they are. And yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> I didn't know that makes you look younger. Okay, I'll start wearing. <laughs> I'll go get mine right now. To try to look cool or something, just just like an adult. That's I like because I, I I'm respecting you. You're 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 smart. You're a comedian. You're, you're telling me something. Well, you make people me paying think. money. I always think yeah. if people paying money to see you, this is like an old school I think idea. But if people paying money to see you, it's a show. Like part of it is you're putting on a show. Now I know like it's pretty casual. A lot of people are pretty casual in New York City. I always yeah. wear a collared shirt, but yeah. um, that's what you do. I don't know. What do you think? If you're going to be casual, own it. That's what I'm saying. There's sometimes on the weekends I will just wear a shirt, but I own it. Like I'm, it's, it's, I want you to know this, I'm wearing this on purpose and it's going to be okay. Sometimes, you know, I'll tell you this, I just ordered because I didn't want to be a hack and wear the same two collared shirts to this venue. When <laughs> yeah. I do, I ordered some shit. And one thing I ordered was just some regular black tees. And I think a regular black tee, even though it's been done to death, is a great uniform for comedy. It's that a good was, look. There you go. And some cool I'm wearing a black tee tonight. There you, go. you know yeah, what? Uh, I also saw early on is I, I think anything that's plain colored is good. It's like um, people, I remember early on people wearing almost like jokey, like novelty. Like if my act doesn't work, the joke, the yeah, like my shirt's funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, you're not. It's a, that's a prop. You gotta, you yeah. gotta be the humor. <laughs> what yeah, about this one? Yeah. Here's on. a more serious one, but what about working for free? Oh, what do you, where do you question. stand on that as a commish? 
First of all, you're doing a, this is a wonderful. This is terrific. We might have to do this weekly. We might have Let's to do it. We Done. should do the commission report. Checks in. <laughs> we, we have we have one question a week. We it's at, pressing at least twice a season. You know, <laughs> yeah. all, have, we got the, David all, Stern here now. We can the All Star Game and uh, one at the beginning of the year. <laughs> uh, yeah, and right before the Hall of Fame, right? That's usually it. Exactly. So, um, you work for free as much as you need to. It's you're not gonna get money from the jump. I've had to explain that to people. Even out here when I wasn't good, my grandfather had no who raised me had no couldn't believe I was working for free. And it's like, well, have you seen my act pops? Um, <laughs> you have to get your stage time where you you have to, but just you keep in mind what your worth is. And at one point, only do free shows if they're a favor for someone. If it's a hot show that doesn't pay or pays under the rate but has industry or real it's a or it's a great show that you enjoy only do it where you can still get a benefit do this you you do it for free because it makes you better great but at one point don't do it for free if it's not going to make you better to do it then you have to get something out of it whether it is exposure or a good time or you're helping someone out and so at one point uh i just rewatched another great old movie um because we have time out here uh, eight men out and I've always loved this quote what do you pay uh, what do you feed a workhorse in the morning enough that they know they're hungry and unfortunately gatekeepers club owners a lot of them bookers will feed you just enough that you know you're hungry so at one point you need to know what your worth is some yeah. people jump the gun on it but know what your worth is and know when you will go under and when that's okay and you can also like there's levels of comedy that are not like uh, I'm on TV, I'm I'm doing this, I'm, I have a Showtime special or whatever uh, HBO. But the levels are like, I'm only good enough. I can work in this town if I bark for spots. And then the next level is I can work, but I have to work for free. Yes, right. It's and dudes. Then, it's dudes. Yeah. And then the next level is like I'll work, but I want to get paid paid to work. I'm yeah. at the point now where I'll work. I'll do a show for free um, once. And then if it's good, I'll do it again. But if it's like three people showed up and the crowd sucks, I just won't do it again. Cause I didn't get anything out of it. As you're saying. Yeah. You know? The free gigs definitely should be your gym. These are gyms to get your muscles. Right. So if to three assholes, a lot of times when it's three, if it's three good people, it's always great. But yeah, a yeah. lot of those shows with three people at a bar think they're better than you because there's only two others of them. And how good can you be? and you're just doing combat comedy or getting interrupted, how are you getting better? They don't understand the the less of them, the harder the job is for you. Mm-hmm. Right? I think like Seinfeld said that. It should be, you should get paid the opposite. Like yeah, you should. <laughs> you should start out an open mic, she said, should be 20,000 people in the audience. <laughs> and then as the, be- the better and better you get, it should go down to like one person. Like your HBO special should be in front of one person. So funny. That's so genius. Funny. Well, <laughs> Drew Michael almost did that. So. He did, yeah, he did it for zero, right? Zero. As far as I understand, I saw him the next day at um, a coffee shop that, uh, like, the door to the coffee shop shares. It, they're almost two sliding door, two opening doors that open opposite ways to my apartment, my literal apartment on the street. Okay. I opened my door. He was standing outside of my apartment. I had watched him the night before on HBO, and I don't know him. It was like the most surreal no, experience. Really? Yeah. It was the most like I'm in New York City. And it was, it's a, you know, it's like a, in Brooklyn, it's not, it's not in the middle of Manhattan or anything, you know, it was an no. odd. Maybe Brooklyn's Don't give out your address, Turner. Yeah, let, put it off to everybody. <laughs> Come visit me, everybody. <laughs> You're not there though, so I guess, yeah. Someone's got to check your mail for you. I'll be back so. in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. I'll be back in two weeks, so. So what are you going to do from now until, in New York City, from now until we're allowed to do stuff? Like outdoor shows or, or what's the idea? Well, I'm, as, as of right now, I'm planning on going, leaving in two weeks. Hopefully in two weeks, I won't be forced to quarantine for two weeks because I've already done that when I came out here. So um, we'll see how that goes. Um, if I, I have antibodies. Yeah, you're in a quarantine state though, aren't you now? I uh-huh. am now. Yeah. Hopefully oh, in two it, weeks it changes. But is, <laughs> Kaplan, is there a bounty for turning people in? Yeah, I think if we, we have to have, we'll have it at the board at the airport. You're going to be arrested. Uh, like, <laughs> you're going to make my citizen arrest. $5,000 uh, reward for turning yeah, in. You're gonna have have sneak, turn you don't fly through Nevada or New York. You got to go to a safe state first, then fly from there to probably fool them. We'll but. see. So, I'm sorry, work, I cut you off. What's that? Yeah. I'm supposed to work in the Philly area in August for two weeks. So, there's that. And, oh, okay. Uh, Philly, I was supposed to do, is that Philly Comedy Club or somewhere else? Something else. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. But I was supposed to do we'll that one in May. And hopefully some things work out and we can make at least subsistent, uh, subsistent, whatever, basic money. 
Yeah. Once that July 31st hits, I'm going to be needing some cash. <laughs> I, I think they're going to extend that, but I don't know what they won't pay. I don't think it'll be the same amount of money though. So yeah, we'll see what we'll happens. See. Do you have a car in New York? I don't. I, I've given up driving my friend. I was never good at it. I know me either, but I don't know what I'm going to like to get around. Yeah. The subway is a scary. It's like we were a, talking earlier. I'm going to have to get like a, city a bungee bike. jumper every time you get on the subway. Now it's like being, <laughs> that's fine. Ticket. Yeah. I'm going to have to get a city bike, but then between cities, I don't know. Maybe rent, I'm not sure to get from town to town. The, the bus seems a little dicey. The bus you know, is cold, by the way. Works. I hope that's like told you everything. The what? city's so intelligent that there's less bus routes running right now. So every time you see a bus, they're totally full. Of course. They should, they should do the opposite, of course. Of course. But, you know. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, man. Uh, that's about all we got time for. Thank you for doing it. I appreciate you, boys. This show yeah. is wonderful. Thank, thank you to everyone who listened. Commissioner Comedy drops Monday nights. Paper House Network, the Commissioner of Comedy. And if you like this, send me questions. Man, because I'll answer them on the air and have if you have issues with what I say, we can discuss this, man. Commissioner at gmail.com. Hit them shipped out. Commissioner at gmail.com. We'll put all those links in the notes to this episode. So just look Appreciate on your phone, you, it'll be right there. Excellent. Gentlemen, what a treat. You guys are beautiful <laughs> and you're doing the right things for the world. And thank we you. We are. That we is true. It's about time someone said something said that. <laughs> we'll see you back in New York City, man. Appreciate you, Papa. Stay gold, baby. You too. James you too. Mattern, everybody. Pony Boy Curtis, a.k.a. the Sin City <laughs> Cobra. Cap, what should we do? Let's get to the news. Let's get to the news. Play the music. All right, we're back. James Mattern, everybody. The Sin City Cobra, the Mad Dog, Pony Boy Curtis. How about that? Great to have him on the show. It's great to. He's got so many nicknames. How do you get so many nicknames? What do you? Well, have to do? Sin City Cobra is because he's from Vegas. Uh, right. Mad Dog. I don't know. I just heard people call him that. And then Pony Boy. I just came up with it because at the end he told us to stay gold. Oh so yeah, because was- you know that's that's like you know Trump hired a guy named Mad Dog. He made him his like the Secretary of Defense just because he liked that name. He thought like. You give a guy the right nicknames, he's gonna get it's gonna get places in life. Well, like, oh, and his newest dog. nickname is the Commissioner of Comedy. Yeah, these are great nicknames. I mean, it's got it. You got to take one of them. I got to yeah. from now on. Whenever you I see it. him in this in the halls of the comedy clubs in New York City, I go Commish. I just I just nod my head as I'm walking by and go Commish, <laughs> Commish. Good to see What's you. What's the commish? report? Yeah, <laughs> it's great. All right, Caps. Let's get to the news. Yeah. First What's news story on? of the week comes to us from CBS Two in Pittsburgh. One of our favorites. Ugh, not me. I'm 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 a I'm an East Coast PA guy. I don't like this Pittsburgh, the snotty uh, or, or other East Coast. Whatever. There's no coast no, in I'm, PA. Is not there? snotty. They think I'm snotty. Pittsburgh news is is just they oh, probably have a camera. Yeah, the yens, the yens <laughs> over there. They're filming Pittsburgh. this on beta. On Go beta on. max. Little Caesars workers. Little Caesars Pizza Palace. Oh, my, one of my alum. I'm an alumni. Oh, that used to work there. I used to be a delivery boy. What do we got at Little Caesars? Before or after Arby's? When were you there? Uh, after Arby's was my first job, uh, delivering pizzas was my second. <laughs> you graduated yeah, to Little Caesars. Oh, a little, it is graduate. You and make so much next, more money. And then next, Robert De Niro. Those are your three Robert, jobs. Those are my three jobs, basically. <laughs> I, and I will say you might make more money as a pizza. And I was, I was delivering pizzas before the Weber era of tipping where people just tip like $20. Like people tip like, if I only <laughs> delivered it then, I would be excited when I would get like more than a dollar because most people give you a dollar of pizza. But if somebody gave me like a few dollars, it was like I, this gratification. Once someone gave me a $10 bill, it was like the, I, it was the greatest feeling of my life. So, you know, I used to, yeah. this is such a good point before the Weber era, as it's known. <laughs> I used to valet park. This is the early, I want to say 2001, 2002. Like when I was home from college, I would do this. I would valet park cars. Almost everybody, first of all, this idea that like people don't tip, that's fallacy. Almost everybody, 99% of people tip. But almost everybody tipped a dollar to two dollars was the going rate to go pick up their car, bring it back. Yeah, every once in a while, every once in a while, <laughs> you still do that. Every once in a while, you get a five and you're happy with a five. And then every once in a long while, and this is going to shock your mind, it was always from a white guy, frat mm. boy in his 20s. No. Earliest third, like between the ages of 20 and 30, uh, you get a $20 bill 
from one of them. Oh, well, he's playing, he's playing with daddy's money. Daddy's so. money Trying and usually on a date. Yeah, impressing a girl. On a date. Yeah, you're flying out cash. Like the millennial, the, the, the Venmo era, you can't Venmo impress anybody, but you can still hand cash to a valet. So that's, but you know, and I mean, were the guys, people at the club, was this, was it a country club you said or? No, this Did, was, I, it was all over the place. It was like, I worked for a company and they would farm me uh, out to different restaurants. Because I bars. wonder if they, because at the pizza place, Every it was everybody at Little Caesars. I might have mentioned this before. But they all they were all working for minimum wage. Just back then was like four seventy five an hour or something. So they all didn't like me because I made way more money than them because I made minimum wage plus these tips. So I was well in like, California we made below minimum wage. Oh no, but I, because they it, worked in. Well, you're gonna get tipped, so we don't well, have to pay yeah. you minimum wage. Oh yeah, no. Even if I I don't even know it, but it's like you just make tips and then it's like they'd all give you a hard time and treat you like you're like this. Like spoiled jerk, and it's like, why didn't you apply for the? Do you have a car? This is also the pre-splitting tips era. You're right. I wasn't pooling tips, as Weber would say. Pooling tips. No pooling tips. But anyway, anyway, let's get to the story. Last thing I'll say, I will say this though. Last thing I say is, I did earn it though because that was pre-GPS. So that was a whole. It was a lot more work back then. Let's be honest. A lot more. You got it. Oh, you're getting lost all over. I was getting lost literally all. I was getting lost all over Allentown. God. I in my head, Allentown is like three streets. Yeah, I know those three streets. There's a whole other city that I if you listen to our Allentown episode, I've never been to. So and there wasn't even a map. I Dino Park or whatever it's called. Yeah, di- district 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 is already called. Dorney Park. <laughs> Dorney Park, yeah. And and the Domino's guys, we were we were told they had like big maps of the city. Little yeah. Caesars was a smaller budget. We did not have maps of the city, so I was on my own. It was literally like we had a map at the warehouse. We had to draw directions on like a piece of paper and just take it out with us. No cell phones, anything. That was a wild way. Go on. Back in my uphill both <laughs> Back ways. In Back in my day. Yeah. Little Caesars workers in Pittsburgh, a little Caesars worker in Pittsburgh was fired after a swastika was found on a pizza he delivered. Oh, now here's my oh. thing. Can I go first? Yeah. No, the swastika was in pepperoni. They like put it in pepperoni that's the case you're which is a double whammy because isn't that pork yes pork exactly (laughs) yeah here's my issue not to blame the victim but if you're ordering little caesars you get what you get (laughs) you know it's the worst pizza on planet earth it's made out of cardboard that's why they they sell pizza for a buck do you remember that pizza for a buck pizza 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 for for a dollar they would have specials where it was like four ninety nine for like two pies. It was the greatest special. As Anna Sparks tells her kids, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. That's what happens. No, you don't get expect. You don't get upset. That's what we say to the kids. Yeah, what you get, you don't get upset. It's you know, I was looking at it. The, if you look at the picture though of the pepperoni, I was counting the pepperonis as even though I don't eat pepperoni. <laughs> I used to make pizzas because sometimes I would have to make the pizzas when. <laughs> wait, when wait. Are was, you going to tell me that your concern is that they got cheaped out of pepperoni? I'm telling you, they got more pepperoni than normal. They should be oh. happy. <laughs> they were, if you look at the shape of the swastika, and also you could argue, what if, you know, when there's annoying people order a pizza and they're like half mushroom, half not, like my yeah. friend eats mushroom. I, it could have been like, yeah, like if I was splitting a pizza with you and you're like, I want pepperoni. And I'm like, I don't want pepperoni. We don't want to buy two pies. <laughs> so we said half and they're like, Okay, we're we're gonna do some art with it. We're not just gonna put it on half and the other half. We're gonna we're gonna go around the pizza one slice, and that just became a swastika. You know that it happens. became a swastika. <laughs> a, you know we've got this Jewish delivery boy who makes more money than us, so that's how we feel up in the kitchen. Well, here. can I do one more? <laughs> can I defend Little Caesars in this way? Yeah, you can always defend Little Caesars when I'm involved. All right, a couple more ways. Was Caesar the original Caesar, Big Caesar? Was he a fan of the um, <laughs> Jews, or where did no. he land? <laughs> Julius, he killed Jesus, yeah. didn't he? I, I, you, or was that Pontius I killed Pilate? Jesus. Herod, it was Herod, was the king of the Jews at the time. But I don't know who was. Yeah, wait, no, Pontius, the the, the wait, Romans you, killed Jesus. Yeah, who was the Roman? That's emperor what I'm saying. Caesar was it Caesar? And I Jesus was Jewish. There's no wonder he's drawing swastikas. Right. Oh, I, <laughs> right. I do, I'm yeah. saying Caesar, big Caesar was an anti-Semite. Big Caesar. And then little Caesar is very strict to the doctrine. Exactly. <laughs> so they're just sticking with the, what the board of uh, governors up there says for the, tells them to yeah. do. And then the last, that wasn't even my last thing. The last way I want to defend little Caesars. This seems like a big mix up to me. Yeah. <laughs> I think what if, cause here's a, a, what size, what, what shape you answer me this. What shape is a pizza Kaplan? It's a circle. It's a circle. Now, where is the top and where is the bottom of a circle? I'll answer that for you. There is no top and bottom of a circle, right? Yeah, you can spin I, no, it my ki- I've been doing the geometry with my kids at this distance learning. I know that too. There is no <laughs> top and bottom. You can spin it any which way. Now, 
sure, if you turn a swastika a certain way, it's a sign of uh, Hitler. But if you turn it another way, it's a sign of peace from the Indian, the people in India. Really? Yeah, you You're don't know that? that the Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pittsburgh, where Wait, they just you don't know that? that like, the, Cap, you know that, right? The original no, swastika. What? The Native American... Uh, no, have a peace across sign? the ocean, India, the, oh, ori- the real India, not the new the India. Real, not the Columbus Indians? Not the Columbus Indians, the real Indians in India. They, and oh, right, that was a peace The Hindu sign. Yes, people, it's a sign of yes. peace. And then Hitler took it and then he twisted it and turned it into mm. a sign of hate. So that's why if you go to India, if you go over to that part of the world, sometimes you'll see a swastika on grave sites. And it, these aren't a bunch of Nazis. Do you think it this was an art This is a sign of this- peace. The pizza guy was trying to test his audience to see what they knew. Maybe the pizza guy's from reaction. India is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Put the dots together. Connect the dots, Kaplan. Come oh, on. Well, connect Maybe. the dots. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's come on. That's not what I'm trying to. Don't take yeah, it out of no, context. No, I get what you're saying. That's a great. You should be his defense attorney. It's a great argument. And uh, I, you know, I would say to to our customers out there who want who are who are traumatized, who'd be triggered by getting a pepperoni. You know what you do? You order the crazy bread. Little Caesars. The pizza's not very good. But the crazy bread is outstanding, and you can't. There's no swastikas. It's just butter and garlic on bread. It's not the right shape. It's not the right shape. There's no way you can make. <laughs> you can. You can't no make hate a you. pepperoni swastika. On no, crazy if bread. you want, if you're going to any sort of protest movements, any peace marches, anything, and you want to just show love, just bring some crazy bread. Everyone's it brings people together. I used to make it. I would make it on my deliveries. That's how I got so fat. I would double the double the amount of that butter sauce that you're supposed to put on it. And I would eat it while I was driving, and it's a great way to put on some weight. One thing you're but, forgetting, Kaplan, here. Certain yeah. percentage of Americans, including myself, were gluten-free. Crazy oh, bread. Yeah. Now you want to talk about a, a sign crime. of hate. A, yeah, yeah, sending crazy bread to a gluten-free person. So it's, pepperoni's actually less hateful. Exactly. Yeah. I, I You know, I, I will admit I ate the Little Caesars pepperoni. I just that was I was off the wagon that summer. I was eating the pork. I was, <laughs> it, was, no. it, was it was it was a tough because I'd make pizzas and I'd throw some down. And, They're yeah. delicious. They're, last was story. Good. Last story. I like pepperoni. Week. I got to admit. Shanghai is. Oh, our friends in Shanghai, China. We love them. Mom lets kid pee on the floor of a crowded <laughs> Beijing bus. Now, How old is the kid? Of course, what does this that mean? Is, lets him pee. Well, like he took, him. he whipped out his dick, and she's like, "No, no, like yes, permission." As my wife yes. calls it, take a wild wee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, says wee. take a wild wee. That's what they call it. Over. Yeah. So she even turned out. Now I say, you know, if this guy's got to go, this kid's got to go. He's got to go. And um, he didn't have in my head. I'm going. He didn't have a bla- he didn't have a soda can, a plastic bag, you know. But then I kept reading, and it said, no, no, no. The mother actually turned down someone on the bus, offered a plastic bag, and she said, no, no, no. We're happy right here well, on the floor. No, because she's she doesn't want environmentalists. Plastic is dangerous. You're you're gonna get a plastic bag ruin it. Exactly. So no. Gonna get next thing you know, it's gonna get stuck up a turtle's nose. Exactly. And then now the ocean's dead. So she he just pees on the floor on the I floor, Kaplan. Now here's what I say. It's about time. I'm pro <laughs> peeing outside. I'm pro peeing inside on people in uh, t- public transportation. This is my future because I'm going to be back in New York City in 10 days. Yeah, we talked about this earlier. You're, gonna, you're looking for places to pee. As any o- Sparks knows, we all have small bladders, especially the males mm-hmm. among us. The men. The one with the bloodline Sparks. You know, the Tylers, the Bens, the Nat, whatever, the Turners. I guess Natalie's <laughs> bloodline. the bloodline as well. But <laughs> we have... I'm not talking <laughs> the married in. The Myrna and yeah. the, Na- the Anna. The, yeah, the Anna's Anna. doesn't have your, blo- your yeah, blood. Yeah, yeah, the married in stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're part of... The, we all have small bladders, so we have to pee all the time. I'm, and I can't pee in restaurants. I'm not like you. I'm not going to risk my life to go into a bathroom. So I'm going to have to be peeing in a subway or in a crowded bus, whether they like it or not, in New York City. I mean... Look, I'm not, I'm the Kaplan's. We come from, I come from the same line. My Dr. Bob Kaplan was, he was out on the highways when I was a young lad, just peeing like a nature's breeze. Like a, we used to, we used to stop every family trip four times a trip to pee outside. It's one of so the I'm joys used, of travel. Yeah. And it, it seeped into my head so that when I would start drinking and being in New York City stomping around, I would, you know, I'd whip it out and pee in public sometimes. I couldn't hold it in. Sure. So I know, I know what it's like. So I, and I, I do, uh, what you're saying, it just tit me because yesterday we were, I was saying earlier, we we're at the playground. I'm drinking. My Teddy Kaplan had to go. Just and I'm like, just at the playground. Just, yeah. And I'm like, just go. It's great. You can just drink at the playground. And I said, just, I can't pee in the playground though, as I said earlier, but Teddy could, he's a kid. So I said, just go pee in a tree. Just go pee in a bush. And he didn't want to do it. Like it's a whole generation now where you're like, it's like in the Bible where all of a sudden, you know, shame. Like he does, he hasn't His been kids raised. Don't know what privilege looks like when an animal it hits yeah. him in the face. 
I mean, Dr. Bob would be so disappointed in my parenting. So he didn't want to do it. That's why we actually went to the restaurant because I was like, well, I've got a kid. It'll let me in. But I, I, I should have. I, I realize now I failed. I'm not going to have a third child, but you learn things. You're like, if I did have one, what I do differently? Would be, if I had another child, we'd run a public bus. I'd say, pee. I don't care if you go or not. You got to learn to pee at anywhere. So just can I give you a little, a little tip to all the listeners out there who have yeah. little kids? I learned this out in China. Now, what the Chinese grandmas do when they want their grandchild, the baby, the, tot, the kid, you know, six months old, one year old, they want them to pee in public. That's a big thing. Yeah. To write a passage. You got to get your kid to pee. Usually, sometimes they hold them over a trash can and they yeah. just pee straight into the trash can. Now, a lot of times these kids are nervous because they have something in their brain. Is tell- Even when they're six months old, it's telling them, I don't know, people are looking at me. I don't want to do this. Mm. So here's what you do. The grandmas, they whistle. <laughs> and then the pee comes shooting out. Interesting. Works like a charm. Look it up. Uh, I got I kind of got to I kind of get to go right now, so I even have to wrap this up. Give Just it a whistle. <laughs> Start Give it a whistle, Kaplan. That's the podcast. Yeah. Everybody, it'll be tonight, I think, by the time you hear this. But anyway, July 1st, Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. Cap and I, get your, get up, get your Patreon subscription right now, patreon.com slash lost in America, because we're going to be doing this show live on Patreon, live from the bunker, live on Patreon. How about that, Cap? That's it for James Mattern, the Mad Dog, for Kaplan, for me, Turner Sparks, Cap, what should we do? It's time to get lost. Get lost.